Hi, you're listening to a very special episode of the Shop Talk Show. In this episode, Chris sits down with Earl Drudge, the person who hacked his server and stole his identity. We realize this crosses the line of feeding the trolls or giving intention to quote-unquote bad guys, but we feel it relevant for our industry. Our lives and work are completely online, and we're all highly susceptible to these types of attacks and identity theft. It should go without saying that you should not try to be a hero here. If you visit Earl Drudge's site or try to expose his identity or try to snoop around on him, you might actually put yourself in a position where you yourself might be vulnerable to being attacked. Probably best to stay away so as to not cause attention to yourself. As always, thanks for listening to Shop Talk. We hope you enjoy this episode and find it informative. We now join Chris and Earl Drudge in their pre-recorded Skype call. Hello, everybody. Thanks for listening to Shop Talk Show. Notice there was no theme song this week. For uh, Dave is traveling out at a conference, so he's not going to be on the show, and thus no sound effects and stuff like that. Sad day. But also because this is a very unusual show uh, with possibly the most unusual guest we've ever had on, on Shop Talk Show. Um, and he goes by the name of Earl Drudge. Hi, Earl. Thanks for joining me. Yep. Hi, Chris. It's nice to have Nice to be on the show, yeah. Yeah. So I thought we would – there's a reason me and you are talking right now, and this is this is going down, and it's it's kind of strange and interesting. I thought I would just kind of explain the backstory of why that is, and then we'll kind of try to sync up our stories and, and figure it all out. So it was – I guess it was – just to put a date on it, because I'm trying to be kind of accurate about this. It was March 7th, and today's March 18th, so it was like 11 days ago or something like that. I woke up to an email that I got from my hosting company, Media Temple, um, that said, essentially, here's your account. It was your account reactivation letter or a, a resending of my account activation letter. And as people know, when you sign up for a hosting company, you get this email from your hosting company that has a bunch of stuff in it. You're, you know, welcome to the hosting company. Here's like FTP access and whatever. I, I forget all the stuff that's in there. But it also lists what the primary email address is for your account. And, and at that, it wasn't mine. It was it was somebody else's. And I was like, oh, crap. Somebody was able to, uh, uh, you know, get access to, to my hosting account. And that's kind of a big deal, right? Because it's all, all, I mean, I actually have two different accounts there and stuff hosted elsewhere. But this is this was my main account. The one that has CSS tricks on it and a couple of other sites. I was like, crap, I wonder if this is like, because you know, once in a while you can get an email like from PayPal that's like, your PayPal account has been compromised, but it's just spam, you know? But this is this was real. It was a real letter from Media Temple. So I was understandably nervous and worried. And the first thing I did was go to Media Temple and try to log into my account, and I couldn't. That it was the password of being reset or whatever. So I'm like, wow, this is real. Somebody has gotten into my site. And I was uh, nervous about that and reached out to Media Temple on Twitter and said, well, look, I can't get into my account. This is crazy. Uh, and they kind of reacted fairly quickly. Uh, and re- and then I got another one of those emails, uh, that, that same kind of account activation email with my corrected information and stuff on it, maybe 15 minutes after I reached them out to them on Twitter. I was able to log into my account again and, and kind of cool. I, I, it, to me, it was like, well, this was a real thing, but it, uh, but it was resolved fairly quickly. And the person who did that is, <laughs> Earl Drudge, who that's that's not your real name, right? But that was you, right? Yeah, that's me. 
Okay. So, or I mean, and and I guess we shouldn't have to say, but that's um, not Earl's real name here. I'm sure he's taking every precaution to make sure he's very anonymous in this. Yeah. Um. So my timeline of the events is pretty much the same, except it extends a little bit more in both directions. Uh, previous to when I had gone after your site, what had happened was I was trying to get easy money. I was going after like Bitcoin gambling websites because mm-hmm. a lot of those sites will pay out automatically. And the problem with that is that you have to have the coins in like hot storage on the website. And okay. I had found one. It was satoshisquared.com that was hosted by Media Temple. And so I started exploring what my options were to go steal the coins, which I did end up doing. I only got like $96, which <laughs> given the time that I'd spent on it, I mean, I guess it was worth it. I did only spend a couple hours. but So um, that's pretty interesting. You found a, a Bitcoin gambling site, which I, I think we can all basically imagine what that is, right? You be, It's a real gambling site, but you use Bitcoin to do it. And you've just happened yeah. to figure out that they are hosted by Media Temple. How do you even... It's easy to figure out on CSS Tricks. I, I, I say it all the time. But how did you figure out this site was hosted on Media Temple? What you can do is check the who is, and normally you can see the name servers mm-hmm. will give you some kind of hint. Or you can go to who.is, and they host uh, cached information that you that, of like old who is information from websites. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that'll list name servers in case they've moved it to like Cloudflare or whatever. Sure, and that, that's what that's what matters, right? Is the name server because that uh, every hosting company will have their own name servers that. Yeah, some people set up their own, but for the most part, if it's something worth spending the time on, it's already got some of the stuff just sitting out there for you. Yeah, and so what I did with uh, with Satoshi Squared was so I called Media Temple because I had never heard of them. I called them and I said like, "Hey, uh, this is." I'm not going to say his name because I'm sure. not sure how he would feel about that. But this is the owner of SatoshiSquared.com. I, I don't know what my primary email address is on file. Uh, I was wondering if you could if you could change that for me. And they said, yeah, sure. We've got this form on our website. You just fill it out, sign it, and send in a picture of your government-issued photo ID. They told you how they, how they want you to do this. Yeah, and... Mm-hmm. Normally, you would think that's a very good practice because if, you, if you're actually verifying the government IDs, then that would be a very good process because it would be very hard through any method to get you to send in a picture of your government ID, like to get a picture to send in. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that they don't, like, they don't check the government IDs. So what I did was I found a Photoshop document of an American passport and yeah, I've that, seen this one. This is kind of good, yeah. but go on, yeah. And knowing that they didn't have a picture of him, they didn't know his date of birth because all they would have at most would be like his maybe his credit card details. Mm-hmm. So most of the information didn't even have to be right. All I really needed was his name. And, and for it to look reasonably realistic. Yeah. And then I just checked, I think I just checked the who is information on his website. And that listed his address. And in the form, the other little hurdle that you have to get over is they expect a signature. If you wanted to make it really real, you could print out the form and actually sign it and just scan it. And it wouldn't matter because, you know, unless you, it'd be pretty amazing if they could find you based on your handwriting. 
But what I had just done was, because his name had no repeating characters, I just used a handwriting font, and apparently nobody picked up on that during the reset process. Wow. I, you know what's funny to me is cause I'm a, a bit of a designer. Um, I've seen the – because you just – you have it up on a domain. You can download this Photoshop file from one of your, one of your servers or at least Media Temple knew about it uh, you know, or maybe you just sent them a link to it and that's how they downloaded it. Anyway, Media Temple has seen and downloaded this file as well. It's still there as far as I know. It yeah. has this big gnarly fake – drop shadow behind it and a drop shadow like that can only be applied in something like photoshop there's no way it's a scan you know i don't know where you originally got i just found it on some i found it on a website that was meant for like fraud related things yeah and the people who post there they always they never speak very good english so it took me a while to find it actually but i just worked with what i had Sure. I mean, I, okay. The, the the point is it, it's kind of funny in that anybody yeah. worth their salt, there's no way it's a scan. I mean, scans don't have drop shadows like that. Photographs don't have drop shadows. It looks like a fake applied layer style to that thing. It's just it's just funny that that somehow yeah. passed, passed it muster. Yeah, anyway, there, okay. Yeah, there was on. actually one uh, little article written about me. If you Google my email address, like in quotations, you can find it. Yeah, if you Google that, there's uh, an article. It's called, like, Oh, hi, let me verify your identity. Mm. And it was someone making fun of a really poor... I was trying to get a woman's website, and I put up a picture of the person smiling in the passport, which you're not allowed to do in a passport photo. And even then, I mean, it got caught, but it got caught significantly into the reset process. Uh, it's just, yeah, this is the same. This is the same thing. It's not even a passport. It's a passport card. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's funny. I've actually never seen a Google result with only four results, but that's the case here. <laughs> um, okay. So, so you got access to it. So it it was effective. Your attack on the the Bitcoin gambling site. I forget what it was, but that that yeah. worked. So that's what that's what led you to believe that Media Temple has these practices in place that you can exploit in which to get into other Media Temple sites. Yeah, and the reason that it didn't work on your site, I'm not sure if you had checked, you had seen the time that the first email came, but... 3.31 a.m. Yep. Yeah. I was asleep when it when it got sent out, and if I hadn't been, it actually would have gotten me into the site. But just because their legal team decided to be doing paperwork at 3 in the morning, uh, it, it didn't work. Yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. That. So I mean, not that I am in no way trying to track you, track this information or whatever. But you are saying that there, you, this thirty three thirty a.m. is your thirty three thirty three a.m. So it's your and based on your accent or whatever. Even though the, the, this PSD is available at some dot fr domain, and I think you have, might have another fr domain. You're not French. No, not even a little bit. <laughs> okay. So that was funny. I have, people were like, he's in France. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe we should hold off yeah, on If that. you check the who is details, I think it lists the name Earl Drudge, and then it lists the country as Iceland. I, oh, yeah. That's, so, that's just, also wrong. I'm sure. So it sounds a little bit more like a like a North America situation, but whatever. We don't yeah. have to get into that. Uh, um, okay, so so that's interesting that you say that it didn't work on my site because so it it didn't. You, I mean, you were never able once to log into my Media Temple account and and do anything at all. 
Well, uh, the first time I wasn't, but then on the 14th, and to this day, I actually don't know whether you did this or whether Media Temple did it, because it had to be either your actions or Media Temple acting as you to try to catch me. Well, because, let's wait on that and get into that okay. in a minute, because that's all—that's a very interesting thing. But it's just—it's a little bit later in the timeline, and the, and it's yeah. of, it's of big relevance to this, because that, that things really do get weird at that point. But so there, you, there was a social media uh, or social social media uh, engineering is what they call that, right? When you're willing to pick up a phone and impersonate somebody, essentially, that's what they call that, yeah. Yeah, and it, you know, to, interesting to me, to your to your credit, I think it takes some balls. I, I, you know, I couldn't, I don't know that I would have it in me to to pick up a phone and just call and just completely impersonate somebody. I don't know. I, I don't know what my point is there. I'm just saying that. Yeah, it's that's funny. Kinda... I'm actually, you're right. It does take more than some people realize. Like, I used to record myself when I would do it. I I had originally made calls to Comcast, and you could you could just say, "Hey, my name is Earl Drudge. I'm the I'm working at the Comcast Service Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I was wondering if you could help me look up customers' information on Grand Slam. I'm having a little bit of trouble. Grand Slam keeps freezing. And, like, you could look up a customer's information and get them to read it out to you. So you practiced this before. This is It's a, 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 yeah, yeah, a little and, bit of a hobby of yours. And possibly. I used to record myself, and my voice used to shake, and it doesn't anymore because I've just done this so many times. That's that's great. Uh <clears throat> All right, so that that's that's how you could get in. And at one point, you blogged some kind of thing where where it stopped working. And Media Temple has reached out to me a little bit because as this uh, what I, I'm, I'm forgetting the day exactly, but slightly after this, and and when you uh, you know they reset it or whatever, and you didn't get the activation email in time, you didn't stop. You I mean you straight up just tried it again, right? Uh, for a little bit, I tried it again, but then I was ready to just walk away. And if right. you want to get into why I had targeted your site, I can explain that because that kind yeah, of yeah, maybe ties we'll we'll go it. with that too. Because of course, anybody that's been in this position has this has this kind of you know why me feeling you know like I I was targeted I was targeted by you if you in some regards if you had it your way something would have happened to my site I'm not sure what you would have done maybe you could talk about that too but maybe talk about why me why Chris Coyer why CSS tricks and and then what would you have done if you got in and were able to do what you wanted well. Uh, the reason that I had picked your site was if you visit the website host cabinet, but in it's like host cabi.net, you can type in a website and it'll tell you where that site is hosted. And what's cool about that is you can sort it by the amount of traffic that the site gets. And the first most traffic heavy website hosted by Media Temple was jQuery.com which I found out is actually, despite being listed on the hostcabby.net list, is no longer hosted by Media Temple. Hmm. And the next one down, the second one, the one that gets the second most traffic, was CSS Tricks. Wow. I had no idea. I can't even imagine that's true. I mean, on hostcabby.com, it doesn't surprise me, because who knows how they get their data or whatever. But there's surely there's got to be some mommy blogger or something who's crushing me. But apparently that's not. Apparently not. not. But, um, yeah, what I was what I was Is that to do- solely what it is? It was, it was solely traffic only. It was like, I want to get a high-level traffic thing. I've never heard of CSS Tricks or Chris Coyer before. But It but- was that, and it was also that... Your Twitter had like ton of followers because what I was trying to do, you know, to be clear, I'm not like the good guy here and I'm not going to try to make myself sound that way. But 
what I did want to do in doing this was get a positive message out about the fact that Media Temple does not verify government IDs and that that is a major security issue because let's say that jQuery.com were to be hosted there and let's say I get into jQuery and I can go mess with the su- the stuff that people are referencing from from jQuery.com, I could have malicious code in thousands of websites all across the planet because they're all referencing jQuery. And HostCab and, and Media Temple in not verifying the IDs and not you know making sure that their customers are safe, that puts a lot of other people at risk too. It's true. It's true, and it does, and maybe this will will help in some small way. Although, like I said, you're willing to say that you're not the good guy in this, and you know. Yeah, I also whatever. did it for it's, attention because I'm a vain, as we kind all of are, person like that. Yeah, we can get into that a little bit too. In that, in that, you know, as different as the ways that we choose to spend our time are, I I do things for money and attention also, which makes us not entirely different at our core. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Okay, so CS Strix was a was a good target for that for various reasons, Twitter followers and such. Um, that's God, that's this is all just it's almost hard to listen to and, and interesting. Uh, this is gonna this is gonna work out. So that 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 people are aware of this now. At some point, they kind of did change there. So you you tried again after it failed, and they didn't let you in. So at some point, there was some kind of they they'd learned their lesson maybe or there's extra protection specifically on my account because they know it's being targeted yeah it was your account specifically that they had put extra protection on yeah and hopefully there's some policy change and they alluded to me that there is going to be some policy change about what government ids can be can be accepted and not and whatever and and we'll see if they have a public statement about that because i think people will want to know and in you know as much as i don't want to piss off my host anymore i feel a social responsibility here to explain all of their actions and how this went down so that they can change for the better too i think we have a similar goal there and that i want to you know give them credit where credit's due and give and, and hold them responsible for the things that they did wrong one of which is allowing this crazy photoshop document to to straight up allow you to change my email again and it's crazy to me so all right i kind of want to move forward in the timeline a little bit maybe with just before we go to the the final part where which with the with the honeypot and all that craziness maybe we could talk a little bit about about you and just you know for as as deep as you want to go into it obviously we can't talk about you know, the town you live in or anything like that, because that would be yeah. irresponsible of you as a bad guy. But what kind of generic background do you have? Or is this the kind of, is this how you spend most of your time on this kind of thing? Or do you also have a job? Uh, or I do not have a job. I'm a third year security student at an unnamed college. Of oh, course. Interesting. You literally yeah. go to, go to college for computer security. Yeah. Um, I started when I was like, I started getting into the computer security when I was probably like 13 or 14. And I quickly realized that the technical end of stuff, like SQL injection, I just didn't really get it. I'm a competent programmer, but just stuff like that has always just escaped me. But lying to people and, you know, tricking people, deceiving people, because that's all that social engineering really is when you get down to it. That's just something that I've always kind of been really good at. Yeah, and you, you did mention at one point that you don't even have to be particularly good at it for it to work. Yeah, like the Photoshop document, I'm sure that 
like there are other websites online where you can pay for a very high quality Photoshop document of a passport, like one that looks like it was just sitting on a scanner when the image was taken. But I just didn't want to spend that kind of money when I could find a free one that worked adequately. Okay. So computers is your thing though. That's, that's what you do. That's what you go to school for. Uh, what else? I mean, what, what is the, are you, do do you have classmates at university? Are you, do friends do this kind of thing too? Or are you kind of off on your own? Do you have kind of online friends that you commiserate with about this kind of thing? Is there, do you have, is there camaraderie amongst the community? Uh, I have online friends. I also do, uh, I, I sell drugs. That's one thing. So I have a lot of people that I know from doing that and I'm, I'm pretty social. Like a lot of people seem to think with the the like hacker stereotype that I'm like some greasy dude sitting at the computer for <laughs> 18 hours a day, but I'm pretty normal aside from all of this. Like the the people in my life don't really know about this for the most part. That's probably a good idea for for your sake, huh? You know, yeah, it's technically illegal, right? I'm, that, yeah. I, it was, was kind of funny, you know. When I try, when I, you know, because I have some, obviously, I have some. I'm somewhat normal myself and have some friends. And I, when I kind of explain to them what happened to me, because it's kind of a crazy story, you know, it makes for a good bar conversation. The, of course, the first place they go is, well, "Let's get this guy." You know, I'm sure you've you've you know you've experienced that type of thing before. Oh, people, people get yeah. people get redheaded right away, and they you know they have all these ideas. About what they want to do and how they're going to do it and all this stuff. I'm like, listen, A, there's no way you're going to find this guy. That's the whole point. <laughs> it's, that you, yeah. it's, it's untrackable. Even if you could, you're just doing the same. You're just stooping to a possibly worse level than what happened to me to begin with. And nothing actually happened. I mean, we'll get to one thing that actually did happen in a minute. But but that, but anyway... Anyway, I, I just kind of want to get a sense of, of who you are a little bit. Literally go to school somewhere in North America for computer security. You know a bunch of people are relatively normal otherwise. They they probably, most of them don't have any idea that you do this type of thing on the side. But it, but but motivationally, you do it like the reason I, all most of us do things for some money and for some attention. Yeah. There we go. So pretty much that that's encapsulated me pretty well. What 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 about the what about the when you graduate from this? Is, are you intending to take some kind of criminal behavior as a career, or it will always be kind of a side project? Or do, I guess it does it even matter? Do you even think about that? Uh, it's it's always kind of a tough choice because you know criminals tend to get caught in the end, and I'm not like. I'd say I'm a pretty smart guy, but I'm not like a super genius. Yeah. And not um, looking to get caught either, right? I yeah, mean, exactly. So I would like to take it legal, and it would be nice to be able to cite some of this experience because I have done things openly, like with my own name for security that it, that kind of gives me credit, but like for getting a job. But on the other hand, the criminal behavior is always a lot easier. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what, <laughs> and that, that is why people do it, I guess. Yeah, so I'm not really sure where I'm going to take it. Okay, let's let, let's let's take it let's take it for a minute and move forward in the timeline just a little bit. Uh, uh, there, a week later, maybe to, you know, there was the March seventh was when I got the 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 um, 
the reactivation letter. And then it was March 15th, I think. Because, you know, I, I, of course, I took some actions to protect myself because I was like, listen, this is happening. This is crazy. I have no idea what to do. This, something like this specifically um, hasn't, hasn't happened to me directly. I had a, a weird situation that I don't even know if you know about, but I'll explain to you by the end of where something else was stolen from me related to CS's tricks. And, and I'd actually like to get your insight on it because it's I, I've never gotten to the bottom of it to this day. But what what happened is they wanted to catch you, I think. Media Temple wanted to give me the good news that they got the guy. So what they did, I I, I don't I don't this is the, you know, the, what's funny about this is the reason I know this even happened is through you. They won't even talk to me. And I feel like weird saying that, but I've been trying to get Media Temple to explain to me what the heck happened from their side of the story and they won't even tell me. So yeah. I think they're trying to handle this in a in a medias kind of way that's really clean. But anyway, so so they did what you call a honeypot, and I had to go to Wikipedia to try to figure out what it is. Maybe you could explain to me and to this audience what the hell it. What did they do to to, to try to? So, um, all right, I'm gonna read out. I'm not gonna read out all the account details I got in that one email on March seventh. But I'm going to read out some of them, and I'm, I'm going to censor it, you know, for for your safety because I don't want someone else trying to take your site using the same information. But um, so on March 7th, I got an email saying, Dear Chris, below is blah, blah, blah. Here's your information. It says account owner, Chris Coyer. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Yeah. And it says account number, 121. Those are the first three digits. There are also some other ones I'm not going to read. And it says account anniversary date 2008-11-15. And that was your real your real site. And it was new dot the primary domain was new.css-tricks.com. Mm-hmm. And then so that was that but there was wasn't a dash, wasn't there? I, I feel like where did I see this? I have a screen capture of it somewhere, but it it wasn't really my domain because it didn't have a dash between CSS. No, then and- there was then this is the other one that I got. I got another one on March 14th at Oh yeah, and I this is the one fake one or whatever. Yeah, this is this is the one where I think either I guess it wasn't you, but I well, think it, it was wasn't media, me. I'll tell you that I have no yeah, I idea about any of this. Trying to handle the situation on their own. It says account owner Chris Queer, account number two seven one six one three, and account anniversary date two thousand fourteen dash o three dash fourteen. And for the primary domain, it was dev, like dev-css-tricks with no dash, dot com. Okay, so the, what what is their goal in sending you a letter like that? Well, what I think what they were hoping to happen was that I would click it and, like, out of curiosity, which I did, and that, because they had set up a VPS that was the lowest tier of VPS that they had, I believe, and... It was in no way connected to your regular account, which immediately stood out to me as a red flag. Like, this is obviously not his regular account. Mm -hmm. And it was created the same day I got the email. And so I was thinking, like, how would he just accidentally type my email in? (laughs) And so I log into the VPS through Tor and everything, you know, taking the precautions, because it was obvious to me right away that it was some kind of trick. What do they and want from a trick like that? Is it your IP address? Is that what they I would mean? think so, yeah, because if they get my IP address, then they could contact my ISP, which given they should have considered that I had been on a VPN when I sent the emails to them. And, and what does a VPN mean? I know it means virtual private network, but it means that it masks your real IP in some way, yeah? Pretty much, yeah. And the idea is that they don't 
keep logs of what you do. So in case the government ever comes to them and says, hey, this IP address has been doing bad things to someone, mm-hmm. whose is it? They can say, sorry, we can't help you, don't know, even if they have like a court order. Okay, because they don't know. Yeah. Okay. And so I logged into the VPS and I started just poking around and breaking shit just because I knew it wasn't going to stay around for long. And I, I kept checking if there was anyone else logged in. And there were other people logged in, uh, presumably watching what I was doing on it. And so I decided to download one of those little Perl uh, denial of service scripts and point it at your regular website to see what would happen <laughs> because I knew they were watching. And within a minute of doing that, the VPS shut down and it has not been back up since. Okay, so there wasn't a sustained DDoS on my own site through this. No, it, just it was just probably a minute's worth and then they took, it, they took the VPS down and that's when I was like absolutely 100% sure that it was someone trying to set me up. Right. And, and, and you possibly, you know, like, why wouldn't it have been me? Or at least why wouldn't have I okayed this thing? You, you probably assumed yeah. that it either was me or it was Media Temple acting on my behalf that I, that I agreed to. Yeah, that was absolutely what I had figured. Yeah, which, well, of course, you would believe that. It just so happens that that isn't true. And I think this is, this is what, you know, it kind of irks me in both directions. I don't like being attacked, period. But I also don't like that it kind of annoys me that the reason things escalated from here is from some honeypot thing, which I, I guess what that means is setting up a fake server to try to get somebody to log into it. Uh, yeah, in this case, yeah. Uh, that's what really pissed you off and and believe me there has been some anger thrown around in both directions at some point you've called me some names there's obviously been some like if i would tweet in 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 frustration i could sense some enjoyment from you i'm sure that that you get a kick out of that once in a while when when i'm like you know just at my wits end trying to reach out to media temple for help and stuff you can tell that you enjoy that kind of thing not to you know put you too much on the spot here but but you know yeah i think the reason why i got where it got is because of some activity from some company that i didn't even approve and that makes it double frustrating to me i get to be frustrated both sides anyway do you have i think that that was a really irresponsible move on their part because knowing that i had already gone after the site you would think that they would expect like yeah he already beat i mean i did kind of get in in the sense that it would have worked if i hadn't been asleep and so you think that they would have considered that before taking action, like, on your behalf, using your name that you did not approve that could have incited further, like, fighting. Yeah, well, they didn't, and they won't even talk to me, apparently. I'm sure they'll talk to me after this. And I feel a little weird about it because they've, you know, they've, I don't know, they they actually don't give me free hosting anymore. They, I used to have some kind of media deal with them where they where they did, but I was actually, I'm, I'm so freaking unorganized financially that I just learned as doing my taxes as we do this time of year that I was like going through my credit card statements like, oh my God, I pay a bunch of money for hosting through them. Anyway... They they have sponsored various things I've did in the past, but they do not pay for my hosting. I pay for that. Uh, um, wh- what what happened after this is that that you were 
angry at what happened, and somehow you have my social security number, and this is one thing that we need to figure out, and, and I don't know if we'll be able to get to the bottom of it or not, but they swear up and down that they don't have it. They don't store it. Their agents don't have access to it. There is, they, they just, at one point, they even got a fake, like, like just like you have the, um, the passport, you have a fake social security card, too, they said, that that, and when you, that you sent that into them, too, that had my real social security number on it and they said they could do nothing with it because they don't have anything to compare that number to because they don't have it in my system well that's funny because because that part was at either not true or not me because i didn't send that in and i do have the font for the social security cards but i don't know if i don't think i have the actual social security card photoshop document up on my site but that part actually is not true like i I didn't send them in that. Okay. And I, they might have been just confused. And I or did something lie too. about them getting it from them because I just wanted to see if I could get a reaction out of them too. Okay. So that's interesting. They're true. They don't have my social security number, but you yeah, do. So Media Temple wasn't your only target for me. You got this some other way. I don't publish yeah, it. You can get that from a couple different places. If you have the money, there were a couple sites that have recently gone down for various reasons. My God, really? There's a site where you can just cough up a few bucks and get anybody's social security. Yeah, I believe it's like $3.70. Oh, my God. It's that commoditized, too. Like some, somebody uh, works at some office somewhere where they can look it up and they'll just look it up for you and sell yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's ssndob.cc <sighs> and ssnfinder.ru. Both of them are down. SSNDOB had their name servers attacked, like their name servers have been changed back and forth. But you found the one that was up and you were able to get mine for three bucks. And also you can get it, because they were down at the time, you can get it through various like phone providers, your internet company, your... If you call up and do social engineering. Yeah, you just call up and lie to them. They'll just tell, lie, they'll lie, tell lie, you, I, I, I'm fascinated by that. So you, you say, I forgot my social security number, will you tell it to me? And they no, you will? don't even do that. You just pretend to be an employee. Oh, and, em- and that's even better, right? Because, of course, they'll give it to an employee. They won't just give it to somebody else. Yeah, like and what's funny is all you need to do is figure out the name of, like, whatever software they use to look it up. For instance, Comcast is Grand Slam is what uh, they call it. So that makes it you seem legit. Yeah, like, say, if like, you just use that, that's, like, the magic word, and they just believe that you're really an employee. That's great. So, so, But in your case, you found a website to do it for you. Yeah. Okay, so then you got it. So, so in some in some twisted way, it makes me feel a little better because because then the thing that happened in reaction to this is that you posted a whole bunch of information to something called Docspin, which I've n- never heard of. But can you maybe tell us what that is. I, I, I have no. I mean, I I just in because you posted on it, I went to their website and looked. It looks like Docs means documents. Essentially, it's like a post anything kind of site is that right yeah and because it's run through the tor network which i do have like tor mirrors of my website up because it's hosted exclusively through tor and the service is configured right there's basically nothing that anyone can do to get it taken down unless the owner of the website decides to take some action against it which i actually am going to given the circumstances 
Like, there's a strict non-removal policy. Yeah, let me I'm read what it says, because I was able to log in through... Um, through I, did, I didn't actually set up Tor on my computer. That, apparently, that means the Onion router or something. I don't know anything yeah. about it, but but uh, but there's a way that you can do it through the web, and it says, like, well, if you don't really care too much about your security or whatever, and I was like, I, I don't really. I mean, I guess I should, but I was able to go... Just I was able to view it through through a web browser without having to configure anything, and I went, and I went to the homepage of it, and it says there's a big text area. That's all there is and it says docs go here this is not your personal slam page nor is a page on which you to brag about having owned someone or to complain that they owned you post whatever info you have and shut up there are no limits on what kind of what you can post so feel free to drop social security numbers financial medical info or anything else that is blatantly illegal we have a strict non-removal policy so once docs go up they stay up unless they are inaccurate or you didn't include at least a name and an address Asking for docs to be removed is probably the surest way for them to be updated and expand upon. Do you have been warned? So it's kind of like a whatever, like a WikiLeaks kind of thing, right? Like post it here and it will forever be on the internet. Yeah, a lot of people in the like the hacker crowd put stuff up there because it's a way to to go after people and there's not much recourse they can do, you know, if you've protected yourself. And it's it's basically just like do this if you're mad at someone. <laughs> yeah, which you That's were. That's pretty much the were. gist of it. And and I and and, be, and you, there's a, like literally a link on one of your places to the Docsman, which I originally clicked, and it just goes to a white page, right? Because if you don't have Tor set up or whatever, you can't get access to the site. But if you go through one of their little web, I don't know how it works, but there's some way you can look at a Docsman without having to set up that kind of thing. I did, and, and what's posted under my name is literally my real social security number and date of birth and places where I've lived and my websites and that account author. I mean, so that forever on the internet is this thing right and even if you were to even if we were to contact them the chances are if anything they'll promote it you know like this yeah most of the time what they'll do is uh if you scroll through the archive on their site anything that you see that has the little orange envelope symbol next to it is something where the person in the file has tried to contact the admins to get the post removed Wow, so it's extra juicy or something. Yeah, so they put it up to discourage to that. More, so if I were yeah. to call Doxman, they would just, of course, it would be the opposite of it would just. Yeah. it would be a. Bad I feel news. like if I were to contact them, and I am going to try because I understand that the honeypot was not your idea, not your fault. Hopefully, it'll do something other than get my email put up there saying, "Hey, could you take uh, this down or something." I don't know what to tell you. The reason I felt better about the the reason that you bought it for three bucks is that anybody could do that for me. I mean, theoretically. So the fact that it's on 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 Doxman really really sucks. And of course, I, 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 not knowing what to do, I immediately signed up for this like LifeLock service, which I don't even know if it works or not. But it's kind of the thing. Like, if, if people have this number of mine, they can sign up for credit cards in my name. And if my I'm in a delicate position right now, or if my credit were to go bad, there's some life stuff that would really really my life pretty good so if i signed up for this thing to <clears throat> make sure that that doesn't happen you know but but if somebody really wanted to open a credit card in my name it would be easy they would just go to one of these sites buy my buy my social security number for three bucks and do it so the fact that it's on doxman doesn't make that a whole lot worse yeah which i guess is some freaking shining light in this mess. and lifelock i understand they do they actually are pretty good about what they do my understanding of it is just that 
it makes it very, very much more difficult to steal your identity to the point where it really wouldn't be worth it unless someone had a personal vendetta and wanted to do it to you specifically. You could still beat LifeLock is what you're saying? Pretty much, yeah. But it's more dedicated, and if you're in the fraud scene, you're not in it to go after this one specific person. You're just trying to go after anyone that you can get some money out of. And so they probably just take the four bucks loss and move on. Mm. Oh, they wouldn't even find out until they've already paid the four bucks. So at least I'll get them for four bucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So yeah. Anybody that wants? Well, I'm not even going to say that. Let's let's. Uh, that's 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 where this. Hopefully, this story ends. Kind of is that is that I don't know. Whatever. There was some there was some retaliation on both sides and some rising anger and stuff. And there's some some kind of you know irreversible damage in that I have the. It's, it's a little easier to find my social security number than it once was online. But thank God, if you Google it, it still doesn't show up. At least at least Docspin isn't indexed by Google, <laughs> as far as I know. Uh, it actually was. It's not anymore because. Uh, a couple of the ClearNet Tor websites where you could get on Tor through the regular internet, they did have Docsman listed, but they have now banned people from accessing Docsman on their service because of stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it, that seems like a bad policy for a, for a company like Google. So here's a here's something. You know, HIPAA and SOPA, right? And, and I'm sure you do, right? Yeah, the you know it was the the Stop Online Piracy Act and whatever HIPAA stand for, and it was a it was a th- pretty much the the whole internet was united in in their outcry that this is a bad idea. It gives the government a little too much control over things that they, for example, you could just accuse a website of something and get it removed from the host until it could be sorted out, kind of thing. It was a little bit of a guilty before you know proven innocent kind of thing, and it was. It was uh, it was weird. Were you against it philosophically? Did you have some say in that fight? Um, I don't really care for it too much because with the Tor network, well, like one thing you have to understand about SOPA is that SOPA would be, from my understanding, an American agreement. And given that my host is in Iceland, that doesn't really matter to me too much. So it wouldn't have affected you personally is the point. No, and with Tor, because Tor encrypts the traffic end-to-end, and there's no trust involved in Tor. Like, you don't have to trust. Like, with my VPN, I have to trust that they're not going to give up my real IP address. But with Tor, you don't have to trust anyone just because of the complex way the Tor is created. And with Tor and the other darknet that I use, I2P, um, SOPA would basically have no effect. And what I think eventually is going to happen is something either SOPA or something very similar to SOPA is going to pass. And then things like Tor and I2P are going to become more and more common because it's a way of getting around the censorship. And that's exactly what those programs were created to do. But it doesn't make for a better internet, does it? I mean, despite the fact that it it may not affect you directly very quickly. Yeah, I think it would be bad if it passed, definitely. But I've just never felt too strongly on it. Okay, that's fair. And in... What's interesting to me is, of course, I was against it just because I, I feel like most people were. And what I read up on it, it would be like kind of nasty. The way I understood it was that if somebody kind of like accused my site of doing something nasty, even a copyright violation, that they could reach out to my host, which obviously is a very easy thing to find. And that they could kind of shut me down until it was sorted out. And that feels very dangerous and way too big brothery and scary to me. And that's the limited part that I understood of it and thus was against it. But what it does is it kind of g- g- gave the government some 
some power over the internet, which they have very little of now, as we know. And for the first time, when this stuff went up on Docspin or whatever, it made me kind of feel like it's funny to me that I, I can't reach out to the government at all. Let's say I was so mad at you right now that I was going to do everything in my power to find you and, and you know, get all mad about it. And I was like, I'm going to call the FBI, you know, they couldn't help me. The jails are not piling up with Internet criminals. There's if they could even find you, which I'm sure they couldn't. There's not I don't you know, but I feel like if 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 something like SOPA happens, if if we were to give the government more control over the Internet, maybe they could have. Maybe it would be easier for them to find and shut down a site like Docs. My technological understanding of all this is little, but for the first time in my life, I kind of felt like just for a moment. And I'm not sure I truly in my heart of hearts believe this, but I, I felt for a moment like, gosh, I wish the government had control, more control over the Internet. Yeah, um, the thing with that is actually with Tor, the way that it's set up. When you visit a, a website that has a .onion domain, you're not actually like, like when when I were to, if I were to visit Media Temple, then I know Media Temple's IP address and I know, like it's pretty simple to find out where it's hosted and stuff. Mm-hmm. But with services like Docspin and Hidden Services, that's what they call the uh, the Onion domains. They're set up in a way that you're just going through the Tor network and all you can see is random Tor network IP addresses. And you aren't actually able to find the owner of the website. And inversely, the owner of the website is unable to find you, which, as bad as it sounds, because, you know, I like Tor and I think that Tor has a lot of very good uses, does allow people to do very bad things and have really nobody has any legal recourse. Okay. But uh, yeah, okay. So whatever, the government couldn't even find the find the thing to shut down if they wanted to. Nope. Even and if they, they even tried. if there was legal, yeah, if there was some, even if they were granted the power to do so, yeah, I'm pretty sure Obama's social security number is even on Docspin oh, and hasn't been removed. Wow, I guess that says something. There's an endorsement, just like the the LifeLock guy's social security number he made available at one point, and then yeah, he ended up on billboards and stuff. <laughs> okay, so th- there's going to be some people out there who are who are not pleased with me in a new way, and that is that I'm giving you, who's a self-admitted bad guy, a larger voice, right? Because why, you know, why encourage the trolls? Why, why, why celebrate the bad people or whatever? The reason I'm doing this is for my own. I don't know my own understanding. I needed to. I needed to know what's going yeah, on. Like closure. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> closure is a good word for it. Let's call it closure. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, I think that um, that one thing that people I would not say misconceived about because I am a bad guy, but I would say that people have a little skewed is that I did go after SatoshiSquared.com as something purely ma- malicious. I just wanted free money. Uh, and I went after your site and caused you a lot of personal trouble. And I did like laugh at you on Twitter during the the time that I had done it. And like I opened up with, "I'm gonna hack to your site." <laughs> it and did not seem like you were the kind of a college student at a university at that time. But anyway, go, yeah. go, go on. And uh, but when I had when I had put CSS tricks in mind as like my target, it was because I actually thought. Wow, Media Temple, especially when I saw that jQuery was hosted with Media Temple or was in the past but is no longer hosted with Media Temple, I thought, wow, someone that really wanted to just watch the world burn could go after a big site like jQuery. And because Media Temple doesn't do its job very well in 
making sure that people aren't getting into their customers' accounts, that could cause a lot of people from a lot of different websites a lot of trouble. Well, so I'm sure we'll hear it from was that. Malicious happened. in the way I did it, but I think that I did have a good goal in mind. But that's not to say that the end justifies the means. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> So that that's it. We're raising some awareness in in that in that way. There, so yeah. you know, despite some anger and some back and forth name calling, whatnot, some personal attacks, as it were, is that you're? Are you not a watch the world burn type of hacker or whatever? I feel like a grandpa talking about skateboarding <laughs> when I say the word hacker. But no, I get the same feeling. I know what you mean, but um. No, I mean there are there have been times. It's all just kind of whatever I feel like doing. I just felt like doing something that I saw as that's what I needed the answer good. to. I was like, is it is it malice against me? Because I just even if it is, I, I just want to know. Like if the like doing attacking me through a computer has some level of safety to it. You could come up to me in the street and punch me in the face, but it's way more risky. I just saw you do that. I can whatever. The, it's, yeah. you're going to get caught for doing something like that. But let's say there was a way that you could do a similar kind of thing, but but not get caught. Have it be as same as 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 anonymous and safe as attacking my website. Let's say there's a button on a wall somewhere and you could press it and a man will will come break my legs and disappear into the nights would you would you press that button is it that kind of vindictiveness against me or not no it's not it's the the reason that i put the social security number up was because i really did not appreciate the the honeypot thing i I saw that as a very personal attack and in my anger i just put the recourse on you because i didn't consider as well as i should have that uh, that Media Temple was the ones responsible for it. But I, I don't have any actual, like, malice for you. It was more just I wanted to send a message that yeah. well, we'll get that. Going we'll, to we'll try and get that for. message on. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we could if we wanted. Yeah, I don't appreciate it. Like, because, you know, people have tried. There's actually been one post about me that was put on Docsman and later removed due to a lack of information that had a couple of my usernames on it, but nothing really anything important. So you know how it feels in a way. Yeah, there actually is one post on Docsbin under a nickname that I had used when I was like probably like 13 that actually is on Docsbin with my real information, but it has no connection to this username. Well, okay. So like I kind of started this ending with is that there's going to be people out there that are mad at me for for giving you a bigger voice. So I want to make this show a little bit worthwhile. I think it was worthwhile in kind of hearing how this stuff goes down, spreading a little awareness about what about something that uh, people could do to protect themselves. Is there any kind of somewhat positive message that we can we can make this a little bit extra worthwhile? So at the end, when when people are yelling at me for this, I can say, look, at least there was this good message at the end. Is there some? The best advice I could give would be either pick a host that that you know is going to want a lot of information from you and will verify all of it, or pick a host that wants no information from you and just is not very cooperative if something happens because that's like how my host is. I paid for my so can my we hosting if you do you, can we rec- can we have a takeaway? What is that host? Are they good? Uh, yeah, orangewebsite.com. It's an Icelandic host, and they accept Bitcoins. And they're open about people being anonymous on their website. They like they don't mind if they don't have your real details. Like, if there's a problem, they'll take stuff down off from their host. They're not, like, 
posting openly illegal things. But how do you ch- um, how do you contact them to change something if you have to? Then basically, you just hope that whatever email you put on, you just need to be able to hold on to that very well. Another recommendation that I have is uh, Gmail is a very good email provider because they require like a lot of different information to reset your password, and they don't have like a yeah, phone support line. I was pretty sure you didn't get into my email because link. I got the I got the the the, the two way off on there, and I think that's pretty good security. Yeah, like stuff like that, and then signing up with a host where the only way to reset is your email address. Like, my host doesn't know my real name. They have no address on file for me. They've got no phone number. So the only way that you could reset, like, my hosting account, for instance, would be to have access to my email, which isn't impossible, but it's a lot harder than opening up Photoshop for 15 minutes. Yeah. Well, there's one thing I, I, I need to, 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 to ask, to, even though the, this is weirdly placed in the show, but before we wrap up here, is that is that a, a couple of years ago, maybe, maybe it was two years ago, a year and a half, something like that, my website was stolen in a, mo- in a more dangerous way, I think. And what they did was they stole my domain name, the, the ownership of the domain name. A, did you have anything to do with that? No, I actually did find that, though, because just looking for to see, like, the fruits of... What I had done, I had Googled uh, CSS tricks hacked just to see if what I had done would come up. And no, I actually didn't have anything to do with that. Okay, just curious. I mean, I I didn't expect that you did somehow. But as a somewhat of an internet criminal, do you did you read the post? Do you kind of understand what happened? I can sum it up pretty quickly if, if you yeah, did not. Yeah, um, I had read the post. Basically what happens with that a lot is similar tactics can be used on domain registrars. So that I mean, I never got to the bottom of this. this is a, a total mystery to me. These to this day is that you think that that's is somewhat likely is that they were able to call GoDaddy. It was where it was hosted at first, and then it kind of bounced around to a couple of them. They, they, you think that they did it over the phone? I mean, you don't have to be right. I'm just curious as to how you think it happened. I think that it was either a social engineering attack, or it was already just there was some bug in the website. But whatever it was, it was definitely whatever was wrong with it was some some missed thing on the domain registrar's part that they had let that happen. And actually that one site that I had bought your social security number from, SSNDOB.cc, that was recently hacked because someone gained control of their domain because they have the entire domain registrar hacked. Yeah, and, and to, to be so people understand, the reason that's more dangerous is let's say Earl here were to have gotten complete access to my servers and did whatever he want with them, just totally trashed them, put spam on there, used them as a DDoS, who knows what. I you know, I, I don't even know what you would have did if you were into that kind of thing or not. But the point is, let's say you were to have full reign over it, root access, whatever. But and, and that's another question. You don't still have root access to my site, do you? No, I don't. I never got into the main CSS tricks. (laughs) Let's say you did, though. Let's say you did. Yeah. And you could do whatever you wanted. Because I still own the domain name, I could fairly quickly register a new host somewhere. Uh, I have, of course, I have backups of everything. You know, it's even version controlled and stuff. Throw up all the files from CSS tricks, tricks, grab a copy of the database taken, is, is backed up in real time, actually. Move it over to the new host and then point my domain registered at that new thing and I'd be back up and running with a hack-free website because i own the domain name i have that power but if you lose the domain name you lose it all so anyway point is that sucked (laughs) yeah 
I was able to get it back because GoDaddy fought to fought to get it back from me. And you know, as, ma- as I am a little mad at Media Temple for doing what they did to you, because of course that's the thing that spurned the the actual fallout from this is that it is a little easier to get my social security number out there in the world, and that kind of sucks for me. And even if Earl wanted to get it back, which you know it sounds like he may try and get it back from me, that would be you know it's weird to say yeah, nice it but it would be nice of you anyway i would urge you to be nervous about that because i don't want an orange icon next to mine you know yeah uh that that whatever you know what i mean yeah i know what you mean uh okay so and people <laughs> don't be too mad at me for this i thank you earl for coming on and explaining to me all this all the what went down and who you are and what your background is hopefully some people can protect themselves get up get a host that's less susceptible to this kind of thing that kind of thing hopefully it was interesting listen any final words um nope i think i'm pretty much good thanks for having me all right well until next time folks see you later <laughs>